Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga Podcast. I'm Anufit, he's Stefan Bienkowski and first of all, Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, it's the end of the week. Well, it's, when people listen to this, it'll be the end of the week. Right now, <laughs> we're smack bang in the middle of the week, wedged between two Champions League fixtures. Yeah. Um, but as ever, um, this podcast is globetrotting, and you're about to get on a flight to Germany, so we've had to do this a little earlier than planned. Uh, so don't blame us if we predict a Bayern Munich win at the weekend, even though, I don't know, you know, Musiala, Leroy Sani, and Thomas Muller missed their flights home or something. <laughs> For Copenhagen. Um, yeah, yes. don't blame us. I'm sure they could probably drive home in time, to be honest, but... <laughs> it, 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 the game is actually in Munich, so... <laughs> oh, well, that joke doesn't even make sense then. Forget it. Unless they get, like, lost um, on the way to the Allianz Arena on Saturday morning. I don't know. Um... It's, a bit, it's a bit of a travel from the city centre. It could happen. Yeah, I mean, maybe for Thomas from his farm um, in Grünwald to the <laughs> Allianz Arena. Maybe that's a little bit of a risky, more risky endeavor. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't foresee uh, any major changes from here to um, the Saturday game. I mean, we talked about this before the show, right? Uh, the Champions League games are all kind of dead rubbers now because, we, of course, we're going to review them all. But, um, you know, the one that really stood out or could have been life-changing, I guess, for Bundesliga results was the Dortmund game. But they won, and now <laughs> their group is kind of dead as well. So, um, yeah. But that's, I guess, for the Champions League uh, review show. Uh, so... Which, Safe. paradoxically, people would have already listened to before this one. So, Which is hilarious. Um, I don't <laughs> even know my takes yet. Anyways, um, as always, the show is brought to you in association with Get German Football News. I want to get that out of the way. They're always great um, when it comes to posting this podcast. So uh, thanks to the guys over there. And Stefan, let's get paid, shall we? Let's do it. This episode of the King Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling, with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, BetOnline has the info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played. From MMA to international soccer, Head to the bet on head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code Believe that is B L E A V Believe for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, well, um, that's match day thirteen now that we're coming up to. Um, feels like the season is just flying by, Stefan. Um, 
Match day 13, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, kicks off on Friday with Darmstadt against Köln. Um, we're back to the rather boring Friday fixture, I guess. Uh, I had a really hard time separating these two. Um, and I'm kind of regretting my prediction now because I think that I'm optimistic with three goals here. But I have Darmstadt actually narrowly winning this game 2-1. Yeah, um, it's very hard to look at this game and get excited. Um, mm. Every week we say there's at least one fixture that's for the purists, and I think that's what this one might be. Um, we did get a bit of blowback from our subscribers last week when we um, were critical of the Friday night game. Uh, let me just pull it up and remember. I guess it was Cologne-Bayern, maybe, and people were saying you know, it was a lot closer than suggested, but uh, I think you yeah, said at the time, you know, 90 minutes that you wish you'll you'll never get back. Um, and look, we actually talked a lot about Cologne uh, on the main show this week and how disheartening they were, even though people might look at that result and think, hey, they put in a good performance till they lose by one. Um, it was it was far from a stellar performance of Cologne. They never really looked like they were even trying, never mind making an attempt to take points off Bayern and... You know, you can make an argument that that's what some of these smaller clubs have to do against Bayern, but to be perfectly honest with you, it's what we've seen of Cologne for much of this season against big teams and small alike. And I think they travelled to a Darmstadt side and they could get something off, but um, I'm tempted to kind of suggest and go the same sort of thing as you as a 2-1 win, but I've actually gone for a 1-1 draw in this game just because I think both these teams are in trouble. Uh, both these teams really struggling to win games. Darmstadt in particular struggling to score goals at all. Never mind winning games. So, um, yeah, I've gone for 1-1 and I think would be optimistic to get two goals, to be honest with you. So let's see what happens. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's the Darmstadt have the worst defense in the league and Köln have the worst attack. Um... <laughs> you know what that means? That means it's either going to be amazing or it's going to be dreadful and nothing in between. Yeah, also, yeah, exactly. It's... Um... I guess for Köln, um, if you don't score there, then you 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 really screwed. And for Darmstadt, um, <laughs> if you don't if you don't manage to uh, get a get a clean sheet here, then you're also screwed. So it's like, <laughs> I guess this game will say a lot about where they are. Maybe are those two sides, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's not. I don't think it's going to be the prettiest game. Um, Anyways, let's move to the Saturday fixtures. And uh, the first one up is Bayern against Union Berlin. This is actually my game of the week, uh, simply because I'm going to be there. Um, I'm going to cover this game um, live from the Allianz Arena. I think at the start of the season, this would have been a fixture that a lot of people would have been very, very excited about because, you know, I think almost everyone expected Union Berlin to be once again a top six side. Um, it hasn't really quite worked out that way. Union Berlin really struggling. They will have a new head coach in uh, Ninet Gelitza, right? He's coming in from uh, previously in charge of Tatsunspor. He was for a long time at uh, Dinamo Zagreb, where he did really good work. Um, amongst others, the, um, Dani Olmo was um, one of the players he coached there, right? So um, did really good work at Dinamo Zagreb. Yet a little bit of an unwritten piece of paper when it comes to Bundesliga. Um, yes, he did spend a couple of seasons at Kaiserslautern, but that's about it. Um, so really interesting coaching hire that I have to admit, I 
don't know a ton about him. I'm going to be really curious to see how he's going to set up the side. Um, you always hope for a new coaching bounce in a game like that. But I was I was actually really impressed, and I'm going off you know Bayern's um, fixture against Köln. It wasn't the most exciting game, but Bayern's game management was excellent. Right, they got the one goal, and they never really allowed Köln back in the game. And you know what? I think that they're going to win this game as well. Um, I th I went for a Union goal here, but I actually went also for three for Bayern Munich. So a three-one win for Bayern Munich. Um, I'd be really surprised if. Union Berlin can get something uh, from Gelitz's first fixture at the Allianz Arena. Yeah, it's a tall order, isn't it, to mm -hmm. ask of a, a new head coach. Um, we are recording this before both the Bayern and Union games uh, on, on Wednesday, yeah. so you know, do take that into context uh, with these previews. Uh, I suspect Union are going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at Braga. Um and they'll probably arrive mm -hmm. in the Allianz Arena, uh, a relatively spent force. And, you know, I think we have a lot of Union fans in the subscriber chat through the weekend, or the match they thread at the weekend. And, you know, they were doing somersaults and cartwheels in just absolutely flabbergasted at how Union were just struggling to get the better of Augsburg in that game and the amount of chances they created. And they still were unable to come away from that game with a win. And... I actually did my newsletter this week on Stuttgart, which we'll talk about later on, but in it, um, I pulled together data to show how many touches of the ball each team had in the opposing third um, and how many times their opponents touched the ball in their defensive third. And even though it was all about Stuttgart, uh, I decided to tweet out the graphic uh, on Wednesday because I thought there's a number of things you can take from it. But one thing for Union Berlin fans to bear in mind is that... Um, they actually have one of the lowest figures for opponents touching the ball in their third, so you'd think defensively they're quite sound. The issue is that they're not really created anywhere near enough chances. So far this season, they've they've hit the ball into the final, touched the ball in the final third about 1,600 times. Uh, and to put it into context, Stuttgart in the 2000s, Leverkusen are 2,460, Bayern are 2,548. Um, you know, there's a number of clubs above Union and the key thing is, and this is kind of what I was illustrating the graph, is that you kind of want those two numbers to be as far apart as possible, you know, so Bayern's those two figures for Bayern are miles apart, Leverkusen, Stuttgart the teams that you think are very good are miles apart, um, Stuttgart's two numbers are very, very close so even though they might have an okay defensive record in terms of kind of minimising chances, they don't create enough for themselves, and I think that's obviously what's kind of led to there's Fisher moving on and losing his job. Um, I don't think that's going to change at the Allianz Arena, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of work to be done at Union Berlin. Uh, I think they'll probably chalk this game off as a um, test match, if you will. Uh, and I've gone for a 2-0 win for Bar Munich. Yeah, um, okay, so we're pretty much in accordance here. Um, up next, Leipzig and Heidenheim. What do you think here? This one has the potential to be a bit of an upset, I think. Uh, Heidenheim have been okay this season. Leipzig, despite sitting relatively comfortably near the top of the table, um, do obviously have um, the odd hiccup in them. I don't know why it keeps happening. Uh, obviously, that was the case yeah. last week where they surprisingly lost 2-1 to Wolfsburg. 
Um, but on the whole, they have been much better at home than they have been on the way. Uh, sorry, away from home. Uh, and contrastly, Heidenheim are much better at home than they are on the road. So I suspect we'll have a decent Leipzig side against a Heidenheim team that struggled on the road. So I've gone for a 2-1 win for Mokka Rosa's side. Um, Leipzig with a very impressive first half against Man City and a second half to forget. 2-0 um, and 0-3. Um, Got to win a game like that. It's a good lesson, but that's typical for Leipzig's form at the moment, isn't it? Um, that they are so brilliant and then not. And um, I guess I think that's age. It's a very young side, right? And they're still finding each other. And um, I think that they... The regardless, I do think that they their home form in particular, uh, ten home matches in the, in the Bundesliga, they won eight. Uh, they haven't lost uh, since a three 0 defeat to Mainz on April first. Um, so I don't think there's going to be an April Fool's joke here this time. Uh, I think that Leipzig are gonna win this easily, three uh, 0 So, um, having said that, uh, Heidenheim always a side that can you know surprise the. They came back from a 2-0 deficit against Bayern. And then, of course, they still lost that game. But, you know, they, they made a game out of it. Um, so they're a very good team. Um, so if you want to take the, I guess, the over-under, if you want to take the the under here, um, there's a good chance you, you could get something out of Heidenheim. Anyways, uh, up next, Gladbach against uh, Hoffenheim. I had a really hard time pulling those two teams apart, Stefan. I don't know how you felt about this, but I went for a simple 1-1 draw here simply because I think these teams are very close to one another at the moment uh, in terms of quality. So, yeah, I went for a boring 1-1 draw. Yeah, it's hard to tell because it definitely feels like Gladbach have their bite back or the punch back, whatever you want to call it. Um I think they showed against Dortmund um, exactly what they can do to teams attack in an attacking sense. Uh, they showed what they're capable of doing defensively as well. But, you know, they had every chance to, you know, go on and really kind of, I mean, plenty of chances, of course, to go on and do something in that game. Uh, but they, they still looked quite dangerous even when they, the game did swing into Dortmund's favour. So I think there is something to this Gladbach side. And I think they are slowly but surely um, maybe beginning to kind of pick up some pace um, you would think a home tie against Hoffenheim would be exactly that you know Hoffenheim side that have been absolutely dreadful recently one win from five um, two draws on the road against or two draws on the road against Mainz and Augsburg doesn't suggest offer much confidence but the one thing that I kind of have put in, in Hoffenheim's favour here is that for some reason they are tremendously good on the road um, they've won five and only lost Tron uh, one uh, on the road so far this season um, and we know that they're capable of scoring great goals, they've got good players, they've got good transition players, good attacking players and I kind of think Gladbach will go into this game thinking we have to win this match and that might play into Hoffenheim's hands so I've actually gone for a 2-1 win for Hoffenheim, it might be a bit of an upset maybe I'm sticking my neck out there but it's the one, it's kind of the conclusion I've come to there Interesting. Okay, so Bochum against Wolfsburg, what do you think there? <laughs> Wolfsburg um, infuriate me, uh, to be perfectly sure, honest sure. with you. Sure, Every sure, time sure, I think sure. they'll lose, they win. <laughs> Every time I think they'll win, they lose. Um, so yeah. I've decided to just go for a 1-1 draw here because, um, you know, Bochum, 
both of them have looked quite steely lately. They've kind of narrowed. They've actually kind of nailed in quite a lot of draws, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm confusing them with someone else. I don't think I have. Uh, yeah, they got a draw against Heidenheim, which is a good result. They beat Bochum. Uh, they got a draw against Leipzig recently as well. Um, of course, actually, I'm looking at their way from there. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Three draws, the last four games, and a win. Uh, so you know, Bochum are kind of beginning to get a claw back points and uh, and. Wolfsburg, uh, particularly on the road, are just so, so inconsistent. So that's why I've gone for a 1-1 draw here. But I wouldn't be surprised if Bolkham Bolken actually picked up all three points, to be honest. Yeah, I actually also went for a 1-1 draw here. <laughs> and um, the reason I did so is that Wolfsburg have been atrocious on the road. Um, just three of the eight, so, so just three of the 16 points that they've picked up have come on the road for Wolfsburg. That's tells you everything you need to know about uh, traveling wolves or travel sick wolves as Bundesliga.com put it um, yeah you know I don't think there needs to be much else added to this but I don't, I, I just can't see Wolfsburg um, changing the trend here um, and Bochum you know ah, it's, it's you know it's a good play it's a good a good home game for them um, and also always a great atmosphere so I wouldn't be surprised um, if they get at least one point here all right, um, Stuttgart against Werder Bremen. This is actually a really fascinating game. It's the top spiel. Uh, Stuttgart are very good this season. You wrote an entire sub-stack on it. Um, what do you think here, Stefan? I think this is probably one of the easier ones to predict, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, Werder Bremen um, have been entirely underwhelming this season. Not dreadful. Uh, they haven't quite got dragged into that relegation rate, race just yet, but if you look at their form on the road this season, um, it's been atrocious. You know, uh, one draw, four defeats. Um, and they really are kind of relying on that home form to kind of keep them just above the kind of drop-off points. Uh, and in contrast, Stuttgart have, I think, from, you know, I think a lot of metrics um, really do suggest they probably are now the third or fourth best team in the Bundesliga right now, at least on form, at least on performances. I'm not saying based on market value or, you know, how good you think each player is from one player to the next, but in terms of how they're playing, um, I think they're very, very good. And I think they're probably very good in particular at kind of picking off these kind of mid-table clubs uh, who could be potential banana skins. Um, so assuming there's no kind of big injuries between now and when the the game happens I've gone for a 2-0 win for Stuttgart Yeah, I went uh, for a 3-1 win for Stuttgart um, you know, they've just been excellent um, where the two, their, their form has been slippery at best and, you know, I think that the Stuttgart side has just too much in it now that Undaf got scoring as well Right, it's not just Guru Yassi. Um, Undaf has been excellent in recent weeks as well. He scored two last week, right? And yeah, I'm just really, really impressed by the Stuttgart side, and I, I think they're going to pick up an easy win here. Um, all right, up next, Mainz against Freiburg. Um, I went for one-one draw here. Um, I think that Mainz are trending upwards um, they're picking up points here and there and this is a home game for them um, and I just think that you know with the new people in charge it just kind of feels like this This is a game where they can provide Freiburg with um, a banana skin and a, a point at home against Freiburg actually I think would be a really good result for them as well so yeah I went for 1-1 draw so 
Freiburg are in an interesting situation right now. Um, mm-hmm. I remember we talked about it maybe a month ago and we kind of, you know, chalked up their poor form down to injuries and, you know, same old Freiburg. They'll turn it around and by the end of the season, they'll be sixth, seventh, or eighth. And, you know, Christian Strike will be here as a hero uh, again. Right now, things are looking a little tricky. Um, a 1 1 draw against Darmstadt was not a great result last week. Um, you, you look at the form table, they're 12th in the table. If you look at the form table for away games, they're 16th. Mm. Um, no, in general, they've actually only managed to pick up one win on the road this season. Um, and they just seem to be really kind of nosediving down the league table right now. Um, as you said, in contrast, Mainz seem to maybe be kind of bit of an upswing. Um, and I really wouldn't be surprised if Freiburg lost this game, to be perfectly honest with you. So I think it's going to be very tight. Mm-hmm. It could go either way, but I've actually gone for a 1-0 win for Mainz here. Interesting. Okay. Uh, up next, and I think everyone is going to watch this game, uh, Leverkusen against Dortmund. This is your match of the week. What do you think here, Stefan? Yeah, I mean, it speaks for itself, doesn't it, really? Um, two very yeah. attacking teams, two teams full of outstanding players. Uh, a Dortmund side who are so Jekyll and Hyde right now that they're capable of, um, you know, losing to all sorts of teams in the Bundesliga, uh, but then capable of going to Milan and picking up an outstanding result. Um, and then, of course, Leverkusen, who, you know, I think, by most metrics, are probably still the best team in the Bundesliga right now. Literally the best team, but also in terms of a lot of other kind of minor ones that, aside from they you know, might be the best one, team in Europe. Yeah, uh, possibly still the, the, un, the most only unbe- unbeaten team in Europe. I haven't checked that in a yeah. few weeks, but it's certainly what they were touting a few weeks ago. Um, I think Dortmund are such an interesting club and we spent so much time talking about them on their main show so I'm not going to try and regurgitate all that but I think they're obviously very capable of um, scoring goals they're very capable of kind of breaking down teams Um, but I do kind of think that this Leverkusen side are probably still a step above them and for every time Leverkusen have come up have come up against a really really good side Uh, we saw them play Leipzig uh, we saw them play Bayern Munich um and I think each and every time they've kind of passed those tests by going man-to-man and imposing their tactical, you know, as, uh, rules on the game. It hasn't been a case of just going box-to-box and hoping they can grab a late winner. It's really been a case of, no, we're determined to play our style of football. That's what we're going to do. I'm inclined to think that's probably what they will do against his Dortmund side because I think tactically, uh, Xabi Alonso's got a far clearer idea of what he wants from his team rather than Eden Terzic, who... Still not entirely convinced. Um, has a tactics sheet that goes beyond hope the best players do something good for us today. Um, I know that's harsh, but it's still kind of the impression I get. I've tried and tried and tried mm-hmm. to kind of nail down how they play on the terrace. It's still very hard to do so. Um, and it does kind of feel like they are just kind of going one game to the next and hoping that their vibes will get them through it. Um. In that case, I think Leverkusen will probably pick them off, to be perfectly honest with you. So I've gone for a 3-1 win, and I think Leverkusen will comfortably win this match. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens, but that's my, that's my prediction. I'm smiling because I also went for a 3-1 win for Leverkusen. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're in total agreement here. Um, Dortmund are so frustrating. I actually, and we're going to talk about it in great lengths on the um, on the Champions League show. So um, listen back to it because yes, we we're we're recording in reverse, but the Champions League show will be out first, so it's already there. Um, and we're going to talk about Dortmund a lot, I think, because I think their performance against my Milan was very impressive. Um, unfortunately, I think. They do better against teams like Milan and Newcastle that are a little bit green behind their ears, um, you know, and also play this direct attacking style. When you watch Milan, they do that, right? And I think Milan too um, were hurt because Rafael Leao wasn't on the field. Um, so that actually suits Dortmund better. Um, I don't think Javi Alonso is going to uh, grant Dortmund this kind of match plan. Um, he's going to be possession oriented. He's going to sit deep, of you know, like he did against Bayern Munich, and he's going to make Dortmund run into the open sword. Um, and so I think this is actually this, you know, this game might actually turn out very similar to Dortmund's performance against Bayern. Um, a better team that is better in possession, that is more mature in the way they play. Um, and Leverkusen, yes, it's. There's a young, lot of younger elements in there, but you look at Grimaldo and Shaka and all those guys, they're very experienced players, right? They know what to do in these kind of situations. And yeah, I, I, I fear for Dortmund in this game. And I think that Leverkusen are going to continue their, their win streak at home, build it to seven games, which would be a new club record, um, and also kick Dortmund out of the title race as a result, because that will do it. That will be Dortmund's end in the title race. If there was some sort of imagination that they were still in it, um, this will be the final stab, um, and it will be Bayern and Leverkusen for the rest of the way. Um, that's sure. my prediction right here. Um, if so. um, if Leverkusen win, they'll end up thirteen points ahead of Dortmund, um, which yeah, would be, that's sorry, Dor 14. that's Dortmund done. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, which is just too yeah. much. It's way too much. Um, and Vatsky, of course, this week said, oh, no one should complain. We're averaging two points a game. Yeah, well, that's that's great. But if the top two teams in the league are on course for 80-plus points, that's just not good enough, right? So, yeah. Anyways, um, we'll have plenty of chances talking about Dortmund, I think, um, in the upcoming upcoming weeks. Um, that's final game. Augsburg against Frankfurt. And Stefan, you won't believe what I'm doing here. I'm predicting a 2-1 Augsburg win at home. Um, Augsburg, very impressive lately. The, the Toro bounce is real. I know he's saying, wow. Um, also, also, this proves that I'm unbiased. <laughs> well, um, interestingly no, But enough, Augsburg have been really impressive, right? I actually disagree entirely. I don't think they have been impressive. <laughs> Um, they have been impressive in terms of picking up points. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Toro remains undefeated as Augsburg's new head coach. Um, and, you know, all, all power to them, of course. You know, they're now up to 10th in the table. Uh, and I think you're absolutely right. I think in particular at home, they have been okay. But as I wrote in the, in the Bundesliga bulletin on Monday... Um, the underlying numbers do suggest that they have been kind of riding their luck a little bit this uh, in this kind of run. Mm. I think any Union Berlin fan who watched the game last weekend would probably say they rode their luck quite a lot. I think in those five games, in three of them, they've actually gone behind early. 
Um, and I do think a team like Frankfurt are probably exactly the side who can kind of pull them apart and or maybe a step above what Augsburg are capable of right now. Not to mention the fact that Augs- uh, Frankfurt also have a really decent away record this season. Yeah, they're actually fifth in the table uh, when it comes to points won uh, mm. on the road. So, interestingly enough, I've gone for a 2-1 win against Frankfurt, uh, for Frankfurt, rather. So, I guess we'll have to, if we're, if, we're even, um, if we're even in the match day, we'll go into that final game to see who decides and who wins the match yep. day in points. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it should be a good game. It should be a really good game for the uh, Sunday night. I didn't check last week. Who's leading right now? The week before we were drawn even, I think, on 72 points. Yeah, I, I don't, I think, I, in typical fashion, I, had, I, don't, I don't check know. until the winter break. Oh, okay, well, that's smart. <laughs> Because you were up 25 points at one point. <laughs> uh, well, exactly. <laughs> Don't want to get complacent. Um, no, yeah, I guess so. Um, that wraps up our match day preview for match day 13. Um, there is going to be live content from the match day uh, because I'm there. Um, from the Bayern game, I will send fire over my thoughts. And then, of course, this show is brought to you by Bet Online uh, in association with Get German Football News. Please check them out as well. Great content on a daily, I think, pretty much on a daily basis, right? Um, so check out, check them out on whichever platform you use. They are threads. Uh, just want to point that out too. So yeah, that's about it. Um, enjoy the match day. We'll be back soon. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.